Tonight, I want to uh, minister to you and talk to you. Apostle has been talking to us about maturing in the supernatural and maturity. Maturity is important right now more than ever. It's important. We as the body of Christ, we have to mature. The first step in maturing, in maturing or maturity, or maturing in the things of God, is you must control your soul. You've got to control your soul. Turn me to Ephesians, the third chapter. If you've been with us in prayer, you know we've been in the 14th verse. The Apostle Paul is praying here. He's talking to the uh, Ephesians, the church at Ephesus. And we've been in prayer. We've been using the scripture for a while now. And the Apostle Paul was given why he why he bowed his knees, why he prays. Why? He said, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Why? That he would grant us. According to now, this is according to the riches of his glory, meaning God's glory, God's success, God's presence, God's intelligence. Now watch this. To be strengthened with might by his spirit, his Holy Spirit, in our soul. Now, why? So watch this, verse 17. So that Christ may dwell in our hearts by what? By faith, that we being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. Now watch this. And to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge. So that, so that means that this love of Christ that the Holy Spirit is exposing us to is going to take us deeper than the world system way of thinking. Other words, I looked up this trend, I looked up this scripture and it says, then when it says passeth knowledge, it's talking about passing surface knowledge. It's passing just everyday knowledge. Here's, here's what we're trying to get to. That ye, that we, that us, that we might be filled with all the fullness of God. So where does that, watch this, the end of result of that 19 verse is saying that so we can be filled with all the fullness of God. It began with the Apostle Paul praying that we be strengthened. Where? In our soul. So if we're not able to control our soul, it will be impossible for us to mature in the spirit. And the enemy wants more than nothing else for us to ignore our soul. And to ignore our thought process, to ignore our mind. We must be able to control our emotions. We got to be able to control our uh, intellect, our smartness. We must be able to control that. We must know when to be smart and when to set that on the side. (laughs) We must know how to control uh, uh, our imagination. When Satan tries to plant something in our mind or Satan tries to use somebody else to plant something in our mind, we have to know how to control that imagination and change it to our perspective. Finally, you must, this this is the key, this is key. You must learn and know how to control your will. See, your intellect, your emotions, Uh, Your memories, your imagination helps you to control your will. Your will is where you make decisions. Your will is where your yes going to be your yes and your no going to be your no. So if we're not able to control our soul, this is why, see, this is not going to be the last pandemic. But for us who are believers, there's nothing to be afraid of. Because when you're in the kingdom of God, 
you have an unseen ability that allows you to function in this seen world. So when we have, so when I'm talking about controlling the soul, controlling your thoughts, controlling your emotions, controlling your will, controlling your memory. See, there are some things in our past that Satan would try to use to stop us from moving forward. But you've got to understand that the blood of Jesus has washed all that away. And every time Satan tries to bring it up, you take the blood of Jesus and say, it's gone. I don't have Satan, what are you talking about? If God threw it in the sea of forgetfulness, then I've thrown it in the sea of forgetfulness. And because of what happened in my past, don't mean that God ain't going to do something for me in the future. So you have to see Satan will use everything he can to try to trip you up. Because this, to keep you from maturing, because this is important, we have to mature. We have to, we have to grow in the things of God. Now watch this. We want to be filled with all the fullness of God. The apostle Paul began that statement in the 14th verse. He bowed his knees so that we can be strengthened in our soul by the Holy Spirit. So if the Apostle Paul is praying, matter of fact, go to Ephesians, the first chapter. Because the Apostle Paul took so much time and so much emphasis to say, I'm going to bow my knees and make sure. Make sure that the Holy Spirit is present to help strengthen us in our soul. Then that means Satan would do everything in his power to try to control our soul. To control our emotions, to control our memories, to control our will. That's right. Ephesians, the first chapter, watch this. Ephesians, the first chapter, the Apostle Paul praying again. Ephesians, the first chapter, look at verse 17. Look at, look at verse 16. He said, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. This is the Apostle Paul praying. Right? Now, if the Apostle Paul is praying like this, if the Apostle Paul is praying like this, then you best believe our Apostle is praying like this for us. Right? So, the, so our Apostle is praying for us to allow the Holy Spirit to strengthen us. In our inner man, in our soul. Here the Apostle Paul praying, and our Apostle is doing the same thing, that the God of our Lord, verse 17, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that word glory is again, his success, his presence, his intellect, his intelligence, that the Father of glory may give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Why? That the eyes... Of our what? Understanding being enlightened. So what can happen? That we may know what is the purpose. Now, here's what a lot of Christians, because we are so inheritance oriented. (laughs) Because we are so inheritance oriented. Meaning, watch this. Meaning, we're so focused on the inheritance that we miss what the Apostle Paul is praying about. See, it's supposed to be the calling first. Then the inheritance is sure to follow. But because we have been so inheritance orientated, we miss what the apostle Paul is praying for. Watch what he's praying for. He said, he said, watch this in verse 18, that the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we may know what is the hope or the purpose of God's calling and what the riches of the glory of whose inheritance who is his God's of God's inheritance in us so 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 the apostle Paul is praying that we get an understanding of how important it is for us to mature so that what God has planted in us what God has put on the inside of us can be that he can use us to pull it out of us to manifest it in the natural realm. 
This is why in that third chapter, he's beginning to say, I want you to be strengthened in your inner man. Do want the Holy Spirit to strengthen you in your inner man, in your soul? Why? So you can wrap your mind around God's instructions for you. See, without being strengthened in your inner man, without being strengthened in your soul, without the Holy Spirit helping you, you can't wrap. Anytime change come along, anytime the Holy Spirit comes and change directions, if you're not strengthened in your soul, you won't be able to make the change. You're going to be just like the Israelites in the Old Testament. Well, why we got to do this? Well, why we got to make this change? Well, why we were doing it this week, this way last week. Why we got to do it this way this week? Maturity. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I, I need to say it now. Maturity in the natural is about how much knowledge you can accumulate. Maturity in the supernatural is being able to adjust to the voice of God. Maturity in the natural. All of, and that's good. All of us, we mature. I, 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 can't, I can't keep doing the same thing I was doing when I was 15 years old. I can't keep, you know, some of the stupid stuff I was doing at 15, I can't do it now. Because I, I, the, the, the poet Maya Angelou say, when you know better, you do better. Right? That's wonderful. But in the supernatural, it's not about what you know. It's about being able to adjust, to align to the will of God, to the voice of God. And so the reason why we have to be strengthened in our soul is so that we can wrap our minds, wrap our thoughts around God doing some things that we hadn't seen before, God doing some things we hadn't heard of before, and God doing some things we hadn't dreamed of before. Turn to 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. Glory to God. 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. Watch this. 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. Look at verse 9. It says, but as it's written, I have not seen, neither nor ear heard, neither have entered to the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. So the Holy Spirit is there to reveal those things to us. But if we haven't allowed the Holy Spirit to strengthen our souls, it'll be hard for us to comprehend and wrap our minds around it. So when God shows up and wants to do something different, if we're not strengthened in our soul, we're going to question everything. Why I got to do it this way? Why I have to do it this way? We did it this way last year. Why are we not doing it the same way? Because we can't keep doing the same thing and do what? Expect different. We have to be we have to be strengthened in our soul so that as the apostolic begins to push. See, one thing. Watch this. Jesus is the foundation of the apostolic, correct? If you read the Gospels and you look at Jesus and how he walked, Jesus never made anybody who wasn't lined up with the kingdom comfortable. He, his, he, he, ne he never made them comfortable. Jesus, Jesus always made everybody who wasn't adhering to the kingdom of God and pretty much around Jesus, that was pretty much everybody at that time. They weren't comfortable. See, it's not our job to make the world comfortable. See, it's not our job to make them comfortable in their current status. This is why, watch this, this is why we have to learn to mature in the supernatural so that when we can be comfortable. See, 
Anybody who lined up with what Jesus was saying, they became comfortable. They were, they, they was ready to flow. They was ready to move. They was ready to do what the only people that couldn't, that, that was challenged are the people that weren't lined up with the kingdom of God. Jesus, the apostolic, is not here to make us comfortable in our current status. Matter of fact, I got this wrong for a long time. And I just I used to say that the apostolic will always reveal a person's agenda. The apostolic will always reveal somebody's agenda. If a person's agenda is not for the things of God, the apostolic will reveal it. And I've seen it happen over and over and over again. If you don't have a pure heart towards God, a pure heart toward what he's doing, if you have any ulterior agenda, it will be exposed. Because God will make a left turn on you when you want to go right. And he'll make that left turn just to see if you're going to make that left turn. Because he's going this way, but your agenda, your agenda wants to take you that way. So, so I always said that the, 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 the apostolic will always reveal a person's agenda. But I was getting that wrong. It's not the apostolic. Uh, the apostolic is not here to reveal or to reveal our hearts. The apostolic is there for us to align our hearts to it. So that's why certain people get exposed. You know, people get mad when things don't go their way. They, they, they join church for a certain reason, but then it don't happen the way they want to happen. Something change. And then now they upset. Well, they had it, it, they had ulterior motives because when God moves a certain way, we have to maturity. Now, what maturity is being able to adjust to the voice of God. Do you know why Moses didn't lead the people into the promised land? See, this is why I understand why apostle is steady pushing to mature all the time and why he's pushing us. Do you know why he didn't? Because Moses didn't mature. Oh, I don't mess with y'all character now. I don't mess with him. God, God told Moses to smite smite that rock the first time. The second time, Moses couldn't, he was supposed to speak to it. But because he couldn't control his emotions. Because he couldn't control his emotions, he struck that rock twice. Yeah, the water came out and everything. Yeah, yeah, but but the, the issue is Moses didn't adhere to the. So remember, maturity is being able to adjust to the voice of God. This is why we can't hang our hats on our past laws. We, 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 we can't hang our hats on what God has done in the past. We can use our memory to remember them. But we can't hang our hats on what God done in the past because God is in the present moment. And God wants to do a new thing in your life. So if you don't let the Holy Spirit strengthen you in your inner man, then it's going to be hard for you to wrap your mind around this new thing God wants to do in your life. See, the purpose of an apostle is to, watch this, push us. Go to Ephesians the fourth chapter. The, pur- the purpose of an apostle, the fivefold ministry gift, is to push us to demand performance out of us. Not just to perform services for us. Notice the difference. Not to perform services for us, but to demand performance out of us. Watch this, Ephesians. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, and the 11th verse. Now, it says that he gave some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints. That's the very first thing. For the maturing of the saints. Why do the saints need to mature? For the work of the ministry. That's, that's Ephesians 1, 17. That the eyes of your understanding 
being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the, his inheritance in the saints. For the perfecting of the saints, the maturing of the saints, for the work of the ministry. So what can happen? Edifying or the building of the body of Christ. See, this is why this apostolic salvation uh, move that's happening. No, it's not a move. This this apostolic uh, trying to find the right word, this apostolic restoring of us sharing the gospel outside these four walls. That's a part of the work of the ministry. But because because we have not allowed ourselves to be pushed, allowed ourselves to be pushed, some of us have never witnessed anybody. What all, what's that all about? That's about your soul. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm afraid I'm going to get rejected. Well, that's an emotion. You got to control that. Oh, I remember the last time I went to somebody, it didn't go so well. Well, you got to control that memory. See, the Bible says in Luke 21, 19, in your patience, possess ye your soul. Now, what? Now, this the reason why Satan wants us to ignore the soul is because the soul, more specifically, our will is what pushes us to make decisions and to do things. And so Satan, Satan wants to attack our soul any way he wants to. Do you know the latest way Satan is trying to attack our soul? He's trying to attack our soul by how we eat. Because Alzheimer's. Come on, I'm, 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 I'm teaching because if I can get you to, to, to start forgetting things. Mm, mm, mm. If I can start getting you to not know where you at. So the, the, the so apostle teaching us on health. Right. Yes, sir. It's strengthening our soul. Yeah. And see, it takes maturity to say, hey, I need to make these changes. Because yes, can't nobody make them changes for you. Can't nobody make you make those changes. No, see, God is so, is so wonderful in his infinite wisdom. God put that tree of knowledge of good and evil and he told Adam Eve, you shall not eat from this tree. He didn't tell them they couldn't. He said, you shall not eat. So what he was saying is, God was saying is, it's your choice. Throughout the Bible, I'm going to take a few moments and I'm not going to be much longer. I'm going to take a few moments and go through some scriptures. Because if your soul is not strengthened, Satan going to keep you on the same level that you're on. You won't be able to go no further if you don't strengthen, if you don't allow the Holy Spirit to strengthen your soul, to strengthen your mind. If you don't take time to renew your mind with the word of God, if you don't take time to study the word of God, if you don't take time to spend time with him and let him strengthen you in your inner man so you can understand why he called you. Understand why he chose you. Understand why he got you out of that death trap. Understand why he saved your life that time. Understand why he healed your body. So you can understand. So God didn't just heal us just for the sake of healing us. God didn't just cleanse our souls, cleanse and give us a redemption plan just for the sake of it. There is another reason behind it. We have to mature. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to strengthen us in our soul so we can wrap our minds around this, what God is doing. Amen. Amen. So all this what Apostle is teaching us, all this what he's showing us is to push us into a place of maturity. Is to, pu- to, to push us. I think it's Matthew, the 16th chapter. He said, those that believe on my name, 
The Bible says they shall be able to take up surface. Now, they got some fools going around here taking up surface. That ain't what that's saying. That word serpent actually means cunning and crafty people. So in other words, he says, you'll be able to deal with cunning and crafty people. Because your soul is strong. You believe on the name. The Bible also said in that passage that they shall lay hands. Who is they? You, me, us. So in order for us to get to a point of laying on of hands, we, us, have got to mature to where we don't have to depend on nobody laying hands on. All right. Say that. See, uh, go with me to, uh, let's see, go with me to, let me find it. Go with me to 1 Samuel, the 30th chapter. I'm going to teach you something real quick about maturity. I'm going to show you David maturing. All right. 1 Samuel, right? First Samuel. Thirty and six. First Samuel. Let me get there. All right, let me teach you. Let me teach you something about maturity with David. Maturity. I'll show you David maturing. We see in First Samuel thirty and six. What, what, watch what it says. It says, "And David." was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people were, was grieved every man for his sons and for his daughters but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God look at verse 7 and David said to Ab- Abiathar the priest Am- Amalek's son I pray thee bring me hither the ephod and Abathar brought here the, the ephod and David to David and David inquired at the law saying, shall I pursue after the troop or shall I overtake them? And he answered, pursue. And watch this. David, the psalmist, <clears throat> the psalmist, David, the psalmist encouraged himself. How did David know to encourage himself? Because he spent a whole season encouraging another leader. Why did David have to encourage Saul? Because you remember now, David, every time Saul, the Bible says every time an evil spirit. How many know your Bible? Every time an evil spirit came upon Saul, what he did, he looked for David. So watch this, his maturity. Saul refused to mature. He refused to mature. Why? Because every time an evil spirit came on him, he had to go look for somebody else. So because he had to always go look for somebody else, David was always in control of Saul. So if anybody got to get an evil spirit off of you, they're in control of you. You have got to learn to encourage yourself. That's maturity. I don't need nobody to sing me into the presence of God. I will get in the presence of God on my own. Are you seeing this? See, David, David realized that, hey, I got to, I got to make up my mind to encourage myself. I can't be dependent on nobody else to encourage me. I can't, it's nice that they do, that's wonderful, but I, I ain't waiting on them. That's maturity. See, 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 that's why David was able to do what he was able to do because David matured. He became strengthened in his soul. See, what I mean by, listen, let's break it down. What I mean by strengthened in his soul, he realized that, the, that things weren't going right around him. So instead of him just pouting like Saul did, he called the priest and said, bring me the ephod, bring me the priestly garments. I'm going into the, I, 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 I may not supposed to, but I'm going into the holies of holies for myself. And I'm going to inquire for myself. 
Go to 1 Corinthians. Go to 2 Corinthians, the first chapter. Watch this. See, the fivefold ministry gift is there to mature us. And so we have to get to a point to where they're maturing us. They're maturing us to where we can, watch this, we can be like the people in 1 Samuel 22 that gather themselves around David. Those people wound up in 1 Chronicles 29. They were different people because they allowed David to mature them. So it wasn't no more they was in debt, distress, and discontentment. When they got the first Chronicles 29, there was no more debt, was no more distress, and no more discontentment because they allowed David to push them to maturity. We have to allow apostles to push us into maturity. We have to be able to stand when he said, I want to go this way. Thus said the Lord, we're going this way. We have to have two, three, four hundred people that stand up and say, that's the way we're going. Why? Not because he said it. It's because he said it and because I sense that God is using it. Watch this in 2 Corinthians. You may be seated. Watch this in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. The first chapter. Watch this. This is Apostle Paul talking again. Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians, the first chapter and the 24th verse. Watch this. He said in this 24th verse, not that we have dominion over your faith. Notice what Apostle Paul is saying. Not that we have dominion over your faith, but are helpers of your joy. For by faith you stand. Or, watch, let's make it by your faith. You stand. See, the Apostle Paul said, I'm not here to control your life. I'm only here to help you with your joy. I'm not trying to control your life, control your assignment, control you. I'm only here to say what thus said the Lord, and you got to make your mind up. Am I going to follow? Am I, watch this, watch this, watch this. Am I going to adjust to the voice of God or am I not? See, you can, see the one thing about the apostolic, one of the, 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 the first and foremost greatest component of the apostolic is you must be willing. If you're not willing, if I have to force you to do something, if you, if you, have to, you won't, you won't stick with it. You know, it's, 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 it's like working out. If somebody got to be every day forcing you and forcing you and forcing you and forcing you, you they're going to eventually quit. And then when they quit forcing you, you're going to quit. So you got to make up your own mind. You have to be, you have to have, you have to encourage yourself some of the mornings. See, the same thing the apostolic. Apostle is not here to force us to do anything. He's not here to force us to tithe. He's not here to force us to pray. He's not here to force us to worship God. He's not here to force us to hear the voice of God. He's going to put us in a position. He's going to put us in a position to do so. And we have to make up our mind to do it. And guess what the Holy Spirit is so wonderful about? What we don't know how to do. Who is he? Who the Holy Spirit is? He's a what? He's a helper. He's a comforter. He'll help us. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to help you. Sometimes I had to go back and pray, Holy Spirit, help me wrap my mind around what apostle is saying. Help me wrap my mind around it. Help me wrap my mind around what he's saying. Help my Holy Spirit. Okay, I heard him say it. Now, Holy Spirit, talk to me. Talk to me, Holy Spirit. And see, apostle don't mind that. Because that's maturing. When you show up, when when Apostle says we're going this direction, and you show up in full confidence and say, I'm going that direction too, he knows for a fact that God has spoken to you. See, don't you best believe that God wasn't just talking to David. He was also talking to the men that had surrounded him. God told Moses, watch this, God told Moses, uh, 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 you pick out, pick out some, pick out some elders, pick out some elders and, 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 and bring them here. And God said, I'm going to take the spirit that is on you and put it. Now, I've always wanted God, this you talking. God, you could have gave it to him on your own. Why did you not 
go, why did you not bypass Moses? Because he said, I needed them to mature. I needed them to realize that, that it's, not about in, it's not about no one individual person. It's about every last one of us being able to hear from God and fulfill our calling. That's what the tw- 13th verse in the fourth chapter of the video talking about. Till we all come. Let's look at it this way. Till we all come in the unity of the assignment. So the body of Christ only gets stronger when I'm doing what God told me to do, you doing what God told you to do, you doing what God told you to do, and we're working in harmony. That takes maturity. That takes a control of the soul. Because when you control the soul, jealousy can't creep in. Envy can't creep in. Hatred can't creep in. Because I'm controlling my soul. And, when, and if my brother or sister excel, that excels, that means I'm excelling too. So the apostle Paul is telling us, he said, not that I have dominion over your faith, but we are helpers of your joy for by faith you stand. By your faith, the just shall live by faith. The apostle Paul is saying, I'm not here to control your every move. I'm not here to tell you every move to make. (laughs) Watch this now. We are not in the Old Testament. When Jesus died on the cross, the Bible says that curtain was rent in two. Am I right? And, and God was able to be on the face. The spirit of God was able to be on the face. That means each one of us now had the ability to have the spirit of God living on the inside of us. So we don't we watch this. We don't have to be up there uh, 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 trying to wait on instructions like Moses. God can God can be talking to you and give you some instructions that coincide with what he gives the pulpit. See, if, if we don't mature, there are people that are not going to be exposed to the kingdom of God. I prove, Brother Du, uh, Brother Du, and I, I took note of this, here on the campus, <laughs> we have gotten more people born again outside of the four walls on this campus than we, this, this past year than we did on the inside on Sunday morning. We got more people more on this campus, people, different delivery people, different people coming here to do different work, do different jobs here. We've got more of them born again outside of the four walls on the campus. What I mean by the four walls, we wasn't having no church service. We wasn't in service. You know, we, we, the spirit wasn't way high. And people getting born again. Why? Because maturity is taking place. God is pushing us. God is pushing us to a place uh, to where his kingdom can be established quickly and more efficiently. Why? Because the pulpit ain't trying to do everything. The pulpit ain't just here to marry us and to bury us and to come to the hospital to visit us. Those things are still there and will be done, but that ain't the purpose of the church. The purpose of the church is for the perfecting of the saints to do the work of the ministry so the body of Christ can be edified till we all come in a unity of the faith. So what we finding, what we're finding is that and word of life, I was talking to apostle today, you know, I was talking to him early this morning. And him and I was talking and I, and I told him, I said, Dad, you know, one of the things that people uh, are really not going to realize until maybe three or four or five years out is how mature word of life is. Because, you know, the, because of what, what I do and people I'm around. You hear people, you hear other ministers, you hear other pastors, 
And man, they were wore out during the pandemic. Worn out during the pandemic. Why? Because they're up there performing services for the people. But we were trained. And so this is why we have to we have to allow apostle to push us further. Because we have to be trained and be ready so that when this happens again, we're able and we're ready and we're equipped to handle. We're able to minister to people who don't know and wasn't trained like we train. We have to allow us to hold, we have to allow apostles to push us to go place in the supernatural that may make us uncomfortable. To push us to places I ain't never been, I don't know, I ain't never been here before. I don't, I don't know about this. Well, if you don't know, just go ask God. See, one of the things I've learned in dealing with apostles is that if it's something I don't understand, see, I can, I can see, I can see if there wasn't a track record. You know, somebody just popped up out of the blue and started giving us all kinds of instructions and telling us we need to do this, we do that. I'm like, hold up, hold up. I don't know you like that. <laughs> but if apostle says something that I don't understand, I'm going to God and say, God, help me to strengthen me. Strengthen me in my soul. Strengthen me to where I can wrap my mind around what we're doing, to wrap my mind where we're going in the supernatural, to wrap my mind where we're going in the spirit. Because obviously, if I was going to understand everything, even if I knew, I'd have been there already. But I ain't there. So I gotta gotta be able to wrap my mind with somebody who's going there. How many see what I'm saying? See, and, and, and if I, watch this now, watch this here, I'm circling back around, watch this. If I can't control my memory, if I can't control my intellect, if I can't control my emotions, if I can't control my imagination, I'm sure not going to be able to control my will, which makes, which gives me the power to make my decisions about what I'm going to do. So I'm asking the Holy Spirit to strengthen me in my inner man, in my soul. Now, one of the things I love about I love about God is God made this <laughs> even though there's covenant, God made this an individual thing. Yes, so it doesn't matter what nobody else do. It doesn't matter what nobody else decide they're going to do or they're not going to do. I'm going to decide what I'm going to do. I'm going to decide what I'm going to do. I'm not going to let nobody else make no decision for me. I'm going to decide what I'm going to do. That's right. yes, sir. See, that's, see, you can't let nobody take that from you. That's right. I, no, ain't nobody else deciding whether I'm going to get in the spirit or not. <laughs> ain't nobody else going to decide if I'm going to hear the voice of God or not. I'm deciding that. I'm going to decide if I, I'm going to decide if I can hit a, when I hit, if I can hit a voice of God. I'm going, I'm going to put myself, I'm going to put myself, I'm going to encourage myself. I don't need nobody else to lead me into the spirit. I'm going to take, I'm going to take what I don't, I ain't going to need nobody to lay hands on me. See, some of y'all scared to say that. (laughs) At some point, at some point, I got to get a point in my life to where I can, why, why is Hebrews 4 and 12 in the Bible? We can what? Go boldly. When, 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 we, when can we go? In a time of need. I don't remember the apostle Paul saying, oh, the apostles, some apostles, some prophets, some teachers, some evangelists, some pastors, can go into the throne room boldly. That wasn't a qualification. The qualification is I'm blood bought. So I can go into the throne room 
I don't need nobody to lead me there. I have a right to go there. Now, I may have to, I may need somebody to teach me how to get there. But once I find a way, I don't need to. T- I'm going to go there for myself. And see, maturity takes place. Maturity also comes into play when I've been taught to get there. I don't let it go to my head. I don't let it go to my head because I can get to the presence of God when I want to. Because I'm going to the presence of God to find out what he wants me to do so I can play my part. Go to John, the 15th chapter. I'm closing here. I want, I want to show you how this is an individual thing. Why maturity is so important. Why the soul, you have the control of your soul is so important. Watch this, John, the 15th chapter. John, the 15th chapter, watch this. Verse 7. Very familiar scripture. It says, if you, ye, you abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. If you so that means you got to initiate it. See, Jesus Christ has already done the impossible for us. What was the impossible? Redeeming us. We can't redeem ourselves. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. That's the impossible. So now, he says, if you abide in me and my word abide in you. Now that's you all day long. Because you got to decide. See how the soul is important? See how the soul is important? You got to decide to abide in him. And and guess what? The soul is still important because his word got to abide in you. How the word get in you? You got to put the word in you. (laughs) You got to put the word in you. You got to abide in him. What about him? That simply, that simply means I'm making up my mind that what Jesus says, I say. What Jesus do, I do. Where Jesus go, I go. I'm abiding in him. And his word abiding in me. I, I have to take the word of God and put it in me. I have to, I have to take Sunday morning message and listen at it again. I, ain't, nobody, ain't nobody calling you and say, hey, remember to listen to Sunday morning. Hey, remember to remember to remember remember to uh, remember to go back and look and, and remember to listen. The the the, the, the MP3 is on health. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna call you to do that. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, Joshua one and eight. Go to Joshua 1 8. Watch this. Go to Joshua 1 8. Watch this. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein, but you shall meditate therein day and night. That you may as observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make that way prosperous, and then you. She have good success. You. That your spirit is ready to go. It's the soul. So if I don't control my soul, if I, if I, don't, if I don't make the effort to control my soul, if I don't, dis- that root word of disciple. Discipline. I, and look, Satan, man, listen, Satan do not want you strong in your mind. He know your spirit already strong. Your spirit is already strong. 
How do I know that? Because it's made after the image of God. Ain't no weakness in God. The weakness comes in my soul. So without allowing the Holy Spirit to strengthen my soul, then, I, my, then I, when I meditate, when I meditate, it won't put me in a position to where God can talk to me in a very significant and specific way. Because you can't let this book of the law depart out of our mouth. You got to meditate. That's all. They, they, Jesus ain't got nothing to do with that. Jesus has nothing to do with that. That's you. Mark 11. <laughs> Mark 11. All these your favorite scriptures. Mark 11. Mark 11, verse 23. For verily I say unto you, that you shall say, are you a whosoever? I'm a whosoever. That you shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea, and you shall not doubt in his uh oh <laughs> you should not doubt in your so how do I get to a position of not doubting in my soul when I let the Holy Spirit strengthen me when I spend time with the word when, when the situation is saying one thing when the situation is saying one thing I'm going to tell my soul, we're going to say this. Yes. We're going to focus on this. I got to go find the word. Of, I got to go find the word of God where it's saying what I wanted to say. Yes. That's opposite of what my situation is saying. Yes, sir. You got to do that. Yes. You have to say into this mountain. Let's keep going. Watch this. Watch this. But shall believe that those things which he saith, which you saith, shall come to pass. Then you shall have whatsoever you saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. See, you've been operating in this all along. It's just Satan has been trying to trip us up in our soul. Know how I know? Go to Romans, the 10th chapter. Watch this. Romans the 10th chapter. Watch this in Romans the 10th chapter. Verse 9. You started off doing this. You started off doing this. You started off doing this. This is how you got into the kingdom of God. Because you made a decision. Watch, watch what it says. Watch what it says. He said that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your soul <laughs> that God hath raised him from the dead you shall be saved. See, Jesus did the hard part. Jesus made this scripture possible. Now, we have to, you had to make that decision. The same way you have to make that, the same way you made that decision, you're going to have to make other decisions. See, and see, so Satan realized, let me tell you exactly what happened to you. Tell you what happened to you. You got born again, Satan couldn't do nothing about that. You made a decision. He couldn't do nothing about that. But oh, now that you are born again. See, people don't understand. So, now, let's be honest. Some of us got born again. If you remember your experience, the day you got born again, and it seemed like all kind of crazy stuff started happening after you got born again. 
all kind of just just all kind of crazy stuff started happening. Just stuff started happening here. You like, man, did I I got did I make the right decision? That's because Satan is now trying to dance in the playground he has access to, which is your soul. And so from the point you made a decision for Christ, your him jumbling up your soul and causing confusion has been his main objective. So that you can't ever get it, you can't ever get it together to, to watch this, to mature. So God made it easy. God say in the supernatural, I don't want you, watch this, I don't want you thinking too much in the supernatural. I want you to train on hearing my voice. See, I don't want you thinking too much in the supernatural. I don't want you, I don't want you overanalyzing everything in the supernatural. I need you to become accurate in hearing my voice. Because when you can hear my voice, when you can hear what I'm asking you to do, you can do it. And that gives me permission. That gives God permission. When you do what God telling you to do, that gives God permission to enter into the earth realm and do it. And Satan can't do nothing about it. That's why Satan attacks our soul so that we can't practice and we can't get used to hearing the voice of God. That's why he tried to jump on your memory. He tried to jump on your imagination. He tries to jump on your intellect, get you to overthink things. (laughs) But when you spend time learning to hear the voice of God and you become familiar with hearing the voice of God, you ain't got to overthink nothing because God has already Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. So if I can hear the voice of God, I ain't got to overthink it. I ain't got to overanalyze it. I just got to get proficient at hearing the voice of God. That's where maturity comes in. Being able to align to the voice of God. It's not about how much I know. It's about aligning to the voice of God. So this is why Satan wants to attack your memory. He wants to attack your intellect, attack your, your emotions, get you angry, get you frustrated, get you discouraged. This is why David say, when I when David say I got when I got discouraged, when they wanted to stone me, I just excused myself and I began to encourage myself. How many see this? See, when you allow the Holy Spirit to strengthen you in your inner man, then when apostle begins to step up and begins to take us to territories that we've never been before, we're well able to handle it. We won't be in fear. We won't be in doubt. If I don't understand something, Holy Spirit, you're the helper. Help me understand this. Because you wouldn't have said it if I wasn't able to understand it. Are you seeing this? So maturing, I'm closing here. Maturing, I'm going to say the statement again. Maturing in the natural is about how much knowledge and information you can accumulate. But maturing in the spirit, in the supernatural, is about aligning yourself to the voice of God. See, when you align yourself to the voice of God, you ain't got to think nothing through. Uh, Noah didn't have to figure out how to build all. He didn't have to figure it out. God told him, build an ark. This is what you build out of. This is how big I want it. Everything God has for you has already been thought out. So Satan wants to get you to focus on trying to analyze everything instead of hearing the voice of God. So apostle is here pushing us, pushing us, pushing us to get deeper, pushing us to get deeper, pushing us to get closer. So why? We can become proficient at hearing the voice of God. That's maturity. Maturity is about aligning yourself to his voice. Can you hear him? Can you, can you, can you hear him and execute it? That's why Satan, that's why, again, I'm repeating myself, but I need to, that's why Satan wants to attack every other aspect. And it's because the, your intellect, watch this, your intellect, your memory, your emotions, uh, and your imagination fuse what the will going to do. 
Your will is where you make decisions from. And so the other four fuels that one to make a decision. So that's why you got to protect the other four. So that when it comes to the will, you got you've been you, you strengthened to let your yeses be yeses and your noes be noes. Lift your hand.